Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So Jameis Winston appears headed to the New Orleans Saints, but will he get a chance to play? Could he be Teddy Bridgewater or maybe Luke McCown? We'll discuss Winston as the number two in New Orleans and maybe the heir apparent to Drew Brees. And it's Tom Brady's world in Tampa Bay. We're just living in it. We've got all that to talk about and more with Chris Trello of Spectrum Sports 360 and Bay News 9 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, folks, uh, we're going to have our exciting and very popular mailbag segment later this week, probably on Thursday, but you don't have to wait till then to get your questions in. Here's how you do that. You can ask us anything about the Bucks, the Lightning, uh, the Rays, you name it. Just uh, send us your questions on Twitter at SportsDayTB. That's at SportsDayTB. Or you can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. All right, the lovely, the talented Chris Torello of uh, Spectrum Sports 360 and Bay News 9 here, one of the brightest young sports reporters in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, I said. <laughs> By the way, what a great media. Uh, the social media game that uh, Tom Brady has is pretty top-notch, I must say. It's it's on another level, and when you break into people's homes and get away, <laughs> that's even better. So, you know, he's got, he's got everything writing about him. He's got people writing about him, like people who hate him who did this. I mean, he's – I'll tell you what, he's really – he's taken to Tampa Bay very fast. And, you know, we I think you and I talk about it every time now. It's like his brand is just exploding here. And uh, oh. you know, so it's, it's, it's pretty fun to watch, though, especially the time we're in right now where we need something to talk about. So No doubt. No doubt. And uh, have you ever, I'm just curious, like, have you ever walked into the wrong home looking for no. somebody else or maybe perhaps your own? Uh, probably no, a few I nights I, I might have house. staggered into the wrong home, but I. <laughs> no, no, I, I actually have always, you know, knocked on the door if it's not my yeah. house. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always very quick to, you know, if, even if I go into like a family member's house, you know, it could be Christmas knock, Day. Right? Yeah. You yeah. know, like, come on, you knock, you say hello, you know, you know, so I don't know. And I, most, most people lock the doors, right? I mean, I, I always lock my door behind me. I don't know who's coming Steve, in, right? I mean, okay, so see, I lock every door in our house and my girlfriend gets mad at me because really? like, it could be the middle of the day and we're all there. And she's like, why yeah. do you always lock both doors? Why do you bolt it? Why do you do that? I said, because it, it's normal. Like, I would rather be the person that's safe. I would rather yeah. be the person that every time I go to a door, I want to unlock it or lock it. Like, that's me. I'm Mr. Safe. No, I, I'm with you. I, I, don't, I don't feel right if anyone can just walk in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, that would, unfortunately, as much as my wife would love for, like, Tom Brady just to come strolling in accidentally oh, yeah. or otherwise, here's the difference. He would not have left very soon had he come into my house. And not yeah. because I would have interviewed him. Just because she'd have had a million questions for him and comments on top of that. But uh, 
that was a weird episode. But yeah, now he's got he's got a good social game. You know, he was on. Um, I don't know if you watched any of this bit with Rich Eisen. They were raising money. You know, they had the uh, the Zoom oh. conferences, and everybody's popping in. You know, like like to get famous, eh, like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. And uh, they had Kevin Hart on there for a while, and and uh, Brady came on for a little bit, and then it it uh, it got a little weird. But he was talking about how you know he does. Look, he truly seems to, and why not, right? He's you, you move from the Northeast. He seems to really enjoy the weather. The I mean, what the hell? He's living on the water, right? I mean, all that stuff's a big change from what he's used to for the last 20 years anyway, right? Yeah, and I mean, you've got a whole new fan base. You've got a whole new mm-hmm. uh, ownership. You've got a new coach. You've got teammates. You've got people who who have gotten to see you from afar, but now you gotta get to soak up the sun, no pun intended, you know, to yeah. a whole new world almost. So yeah, and I mean it's crazy. Like I went running over the weekend and it's overcast and it's still like seventy five, but it felt good. And I'm like, if I'm up mm. in Connecticut where I'm born and raised, you know, right. on the playground where I spent most of my days, but um I would you know, it would be like fifty degrees and I'd be freezing. Mm. So mm. yeah, I mean and it gives you a new lease on life, doesn't it? I feel like I, I would think because yeah, I, I grew up here. I mean, I grew up here, so I don't know oh, sort of okay. what the like. I go the other way, and I'm miserable when it's cold because I, I just can't. <laughs> I can't handle cold. You know, I'm I'm constantly. Um, well, I'm, I'm miserable because I you know you got to layer up and then you go inside and you've got too many clothes on and now you're hot and you're constantly going in and out. But like, but for somebody who grew up in Connecticut, mm-hmm. I would imagine this has got to be exhilarating, and you do feel sort of like. Where has this been, right? Like, I, I, you know, well, I don't know well, that Rick, experience. Yeah. Well, Rick, I was a fat kid. So, um, you know. For <laughs> Stop me, it. <laughs> no, no, Rick, we have to be honest here. And and so for me, it was like I never got comfortable in the Northeast because, right. I, like you said, I'd be outside. I'd have to wear a sweater, but then I'd be too hot. And then, you know, I'd be too cold. And down here, I found a balance. So yeah, it's very yeah. like, you know, I know when I go outside, I don't want anything on. Like, you know, I want shorts and a T-shirt. I'm I'm like Rob Gronkowski. I'm, I'm short T-shirt sandals type <laughs> of guy. So, right. you know, and, and then, you know, when I'm inside, you know, we, we keep the AC at a respectable temperature. And if you want to throw on a, a, you know, a hoodie or you want to wear socks, you know, yeah, you can do that without getting too uncomfortable. So I feel like down here I've been able to find a balance. So what about, you know. This is the other thing. Boy, it's only been a week or so since I talked to you. So much happened before the draft, leading up to the draft. Rob Gronkowski comes out of retirement, and they trade for him from the New England Patriots. They send him a fourth-round pick to get a seventh back. I mean, Gronk, remarkable, incredible, arugula. (laughs) I mean, it's it's hard to believe that, that they've not only got Brady, they got Gronk, and what about Jules? Jules, I mean, now you might as well complete the set, right? I mean, Brady, yeah. Gronkowski, how can they leave a soldier behind like that to build with Bill Belichick? they got to make the trade now for will. Jules. I almost fear that they will, though, Rick, right? I mean, I think they will. I really, I still believe that there is going to be a place for Julian Edelman on this team before yeah. they play. The, yeah, I believe that. Well, here's what I think. I think, first off, it's remarkable that O.J. Howard is still on this team because so many people thought right. that had to be, he had to be part of a trade and he had right. to be this and that. So, um, But now it's almost like, well, how can you use Gronk? How can I use O.J. Howard? How can I use Cameron Bray? 
And all three of them are really good at catching the ball. I know OJ is still, we're still waiting on him, but like you look at who they have. It's because a tight end is not just the guy who stands next to the offensive line and blocks and occasionally catches the ball. And, uh, the tight ends we're seeing over these last few years they're they're so athletic. I go back to when O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram were both taken right there. And then David and Joku, those were three first-round guys that same draft. Like, there's the tight ends have become so athletic, you, you don't have to put them on the line. They can kind of be played right off the line a little bit there, you know? And and I think that just adds to the weaponry where, I mean, could you imagine if you lined up Rob Gronkowski on the line and then you put O.J. Howard next to him? I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many, there's so much potential for what this offense can do with what they have. If they added Julian Edelman, it would almost be, are you adding, you know, there is such a thing as, as you know, having an overload. You know, I wonder yeah. if that would be a thing. But with who they have right now, I mean, good Lord, it's unbelievable what they've been able to build. And it's only two players. You know, like, that's the thing. It's like, you added two players. You added the sprinkles and you added the cherry. And now all of a sudden you're looking at it and you're going, wow, that's the best looking Sunday I've ever seen in my life. It's the it truth. All comes, it all comes so, back to ice cream. Damn right it does. Yeah. Uh, so um, <laughs> let's, uh, let, let's talk about uh, just real quickly here before we uh, – I'm sure we'll get into the draft. I mean, we, we're going to hold you for, forever here on, the, on these uh, podcasts. <laughs> but but I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to talk to you about Tampa Bay's favorite quarterback, and of course, I'm not talking about Tom Brady. I'm talking about Jameis Winston. Oh, yes. Um, Jameis Winston, apparently, uh, as we do this podcast, we're expecting probably within minutes or maybe hours. But the reports are that uh, he, he's going to finalize a one year deal with the New Orleans Saints. And when I heard it, it, it didn't shock me. Number one, I mean, he's going to take a backup job someplace, right? There was, I mean, there's no starting job for him. That's obvious. Cam Newton is still out there as well. We had the draft. A lot of quarterbacks went. But to go to New Orleans, on the one hand, Chris, I go, okay, little reset, you know, as Jameis would say, a little setback for a major, you know, small setback or minor setback for a major comeback. And he's got, you know, Sean Payton, obviously to be around Breeze, both on and off the football field, see how it's done, be around a winning team. This is a this is a franchise that has won three straight NFC championship uh, NFC South championships, um, been to the championship game, have won a Super Bowl before. So that's that's in his favor, right? He's not trying to get, you know, trying to turn around a losing franchise. Um, and so all of that's good. Okay, all of it's good, except for this. In, in a perfect world, he becomes Teddy Bridgewater, right? Maybe he gets to play does well, uh, gets the $62 million contract next year, and he's off, and his, and his career is set. But I went back and looked at, at uh, you know, Drew Brees, and, and let me tell you, even though he's in his 20th season and 41 years old, last year was the outlier. He tore his ligament in his thumb against the Rams, and so he missed five games. But for 15 years before that, the dude never really missed a game. If he missed one, it was because they had clinched a playoff spot. And so I'm thinking, you know, can you benefit? I mean, how much can you benefit? Should he have gone someplace where he had a chance to, to take over as, you know, from a wobbly starter or something different? Or do you really like what he's doing here? Well, I mean, first off, it's so funny because 
I hear people say, oh, well, he had a lucrative deal out there somewhere else. Okay, well, show me the deal. <laughs> really? I don't, I, don't, I don't believe it until I see it, you know? So yeah. the way I look at it is he's going to New Orleans. And look, you want to stay positive and look at it this way. He's going to get to learn behind arguably the best passer we have seen. And, I mean, he's just unbelievable with what he's done, career passer rating. And, um, you know, but you, you, so, and listen, if, if Jameis Winston doesn't have to do what Teddy Bridgewater did, which is start a game and have to play and, and actually win games and, you know, there's no Drew Brees on the sideline. If you get in trouble, we can just throw him back in. Um, you know, I think, you know, if, if, if Jameis really just sits there and does his job of learning, he it's a win because – People are going to go, well, God, he's, he's, you know, they'll come out of next year thinking, well, he's 26 years old. He's learned from Drew Brees, you know, um, man, they're going to either choose Taysom Hill or him, man, maybe that's an opportunity for Jameis just to kind of reestablish himself without doing anything. You know, it's like do all the behind the scenes work and not even worry. The other hand, it's, you know, I don't know the deal, but like, I would think Taysom Hill is going to play more than Jameis right now. He knows the system. He, he's been someone that the, 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 the Saints have been high on. So this is a little bit of a gamble because you're trusting that you're going to get time to play. You're going to get time to, to learn from one of the great coaching quarterback duos we've ever seen. And then you're hoping that next year someone's going to hand you a boatload of cash like your Teddy Bridgewater. The problem is, is you're not Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater had a had one of the most horrific knee injuries we've seen. It took him about two years just to get back. And then we found why he was so good in Minnesota and why he was good at Louisville. You know, like he was, that's just, there's something different between Teddy and Jameis. I, you know, so I get it. He's going to go in and try and do the same thing Teddy did, but they're far different players. Teddy never took the risks that Jameis took. And and Teddy always was very smart with the football. I'm sorry. Jameis was never as smart as Teddy Bridgewater when it came to trying to keep the football with his team. So I think there's, it's way different, but it's a bit of a risk, but I think it was his only option. And I, I don't think there were other options out there. Well, well, we'll probably never know. I mean, I, you know, these yeah. there are people who uh, seem convinced that, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers were were interested yeah. at some level. Wherever he went, he was going to be a backup. And and you know, your your chance, your your decision is, well, do you go somewhere where a guy might retire and then you inherit an unbelievable football team? And yeah, Taysom Hill is a factor. I mean, they have three quarterbacks and really now four, uh, as they got the kid from Mississippi State who's more of a Taysom Hill type. But let's be honest. I mean, if 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 something were to happen to Drew Brees early, um, I don't think they're going to go to a guy that you know has literally attempted like fifteen passes in his career at age thirty versus oh, no, one that just led the right. NFL in passing. Right? I mean, yeah, Jameis right. would be the number two, I would imagine. Maybe, may I? I Maybe not. You know, well, here's the thing, Rick, and you and I have said this a number of times. You know, Jameis did a lot better when it wasn't Ryan Fitzpatrick behind him. He did a lot better when it was just a guy who he knew he wasn't going to threaten him to start. Right, right. Taysom Hill is a threat. Taysom Hill just got given $21 million. Two-year deal, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, come on. I mean, sorry. I just, until I see him, that competitive edge in practice, you know, where he can outdo even the backup or the, the, if they're both, you know, two A and two B, 
you know, I, I still think there's some work to be done, but maybe it does clean him up a little bit. Maybe it does kind of spark him to say, okay, I have to beat out this guy and make sure that the coaches see me as the guy that comes in if something happens to Breeze. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just remember the way it was with Fitzpatrick, and it's just very, very different. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's different anyway in that he's never – he's you know, he's never really been a backup the three – you know, the three weeks or so that he's been a backup in Tampa Bay when Fitzpatrick – um, yeah. you know, he was suspended and, and so they came back and he really was, it was really just the bears game that he played a mop up duty and then they had the bye week and they started him the next week. So he's never really been in that role. That's a different role. As you know, Chris, I mean, like, you know, I don't, I think people realize, okay, so yes, you go to new Orleans and, and you're coached by Sean Payton and that's great. Um, we don't know really there's going to be an off season. Okay. So maybe it's just training camp, maybe not a preseason, maybe just practice and then boom, they're getting ready to play the regular season and try to win as many games and get to the Super Bowl and win it. Um, and this is Drew Brees' last year. Remember that, okay? Most likely he could go on another season, but he's already signed a deal with NBC when this is over. But the backup quarterback job in the NFL, you get no reps during the week. I mean, they're, they're trying to prepare for whoever their opponent is, and at best you might be the scout squad quarterback, you know, and he'll have great, you know, memory and recall when they play Tampa Bay. Um, but it will take an injury to get him on the field. And I'm just wondering, you know, if he doesn't play at all, right, and things go to go to form, and we know Taysom Hill's going to be playing in short yardage and some gimmick things and goal line, yeah. but if he doesn't play at all, is it worth, you know, going someplace just for, just for the tutelage, if you will, and, and, and perhaps, a, you know, a year to convince Sean Payton in practice you could do this if given the opportunity. I get all that. You're there. Um, it, it makes sense. But the other part of it is I don't know that this is really a great role for him. When you come off the bench in a game, in a season, you've got to have, you know, make quick decisions and make plays. And we know he can make plays, but you're coming off cold. It's a different, it's a different sort of role. I don't, I don't know how this is going to go. It, it could, he could hit it out of the park and be next year's Teddy Bridgewater, or he could just sort of have a year with no tape. You know what I'm saying? Like this is yeah. really a, Kind of a kind of a gamble in some respects, but not a bad one. It's just I don't know what his options were. And for the people that I love this too, because you you dealt with Twitter guy, right? For, for the bit, people yeah. that that say you know a couple things. One that um, you know they have this thing where the Bucks could have gotten a compensatory pick. Um, mm-hmm. You know, had had they signed him before four o'clock on on Monday. Well, let's be honest. They're not going to do that, right? I mean, they don't owe the Bucks. It wouldn't come from them. It'd come from the league. But they're not going to do something to help a division rival, and neither should Jameis, of all people, because they basically kicked him to the curb. The other thing is this narrative that suddenly popped out of nowhere that um, the Bucks told him not to talk to any teams uh, once they made him a free agent because they were going to bring him back. <laughs> and where, I mean, where do these people get this stuff? Seriously. Well, I had I, I think I had seen it from somebody in the in the Tampa Bay area where like they they said you know family member family or somebody. I don't right. you know I'm remembering And it's possible maybe I'm not I'm not disputing somebody told them that. But yeah. that's just not the way it goes in the NFL. Yeah, I, I have a, I have a hard time thinking that in January and then February at the combine, Rick, when Bruce Arians is basically sitting there saying, "Hey, we've got a bunch of doors in front of us. 
And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Brady and Phil Rivers and Teddy Bridgewater are all behind them. Um, you know, uh, we're going to see what the best option is. Jameis could be back, but if we like someone else, we'll go get them. I Right then and there, whoever my agent is, I'm sitting there and they better look at me and say, yeah, man, I, I think we better – very much consider you not being in Tampa anymore. Like Mm -hmm. there's gotta be a mindset. The second, you know, you're like, look at Tom Brady, Tom Brady, when he told Howard Stern, basically he knew a year ago he was out. Exactly. You have to have the mindset that I'm setting myself up to, to finally get something I've never had, which was the chance to, to, to dictate my future. Now, Jameis Winston obviously had to wait on the franchise tag, but it was pretty, Pretty dist- like I think there was a report. Actually, it was before the Saints game. There was a report that came out uh, between the Bucks and the in the uh, Saints at Ray J that it looked like they were going to tag him. And then I think Jameis went out and gave the ball to the Saints like six times. So it's it's very interesting how th- the narrative kept changing during the season. And then, right. but once the season ended, I would have thought. Jameis and his reps and his family would have been like, hey, listen, we got to prepare that we're not going to be here. We got to do everything we can to get you in front of as many, you know, different executives and owners and GMs because you're not you're not going to be here. You have to act like you're not getting a cent from Tampa. And I, and for whatever reason, I it feels like almost, you know, feel, if, if what someone is telling, you know, whoever is true, it feels like they were a little taken aback that the Bucks were preparing to move on. And that to me would be one of the biggest, how, how could you move on as someone's rep? If you weren't, if you weren't at least looking at all the contingency plans, you know, that that's really interesting to me. And and so what if Bruce Arians said, Hey, Jameis, don't go too far with those other offers, man. We, we, we were very interested in bringing you back. Well, Bruce Arians has every right to lie to Jameis and Jameis has every right to lie to him. It doesn't matter. This is business. You have to do what's right for you. And if Jameis didn't fully do what was right for him leading up to free agency, well, then that's on Jameis. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It's, I've always said this. It's not show friends. It's show business. And everybody yeah. understands that in, in, in professional sports. All I know is that on January 2nd, I believe it was, I wrote a story that Teddy Bridgewater would be one of the people that the Bucks would be very excited about getting. That Bruce yeah. Arians loved Teddy Bridgewater, that he was going to be high on his list as a free agent if he was out there. Now, at that time, you didn't know, you know what was going to happen with Drew Brees, and so there was a chance that Brees retires you know, because he was headed to the Pro Bowl, and I was there, and it looked like he was taking a victory lap. Um, so you didn't know if Bridgewater was going was to be one of those guys available, but I wrote that in January. In February, I'm at the Combine, and even before getting to the combine, Bruce Arians had said, I want to see what's behind door number two. And then in, at the combine, he told us who was behind door number two, and that would be Tom Brady, and then he would call him. So, I mean, maybe you're locking yourself somewhere and not reading or listening to the media and only listening to Bruce Arians. Now, did Bruce Arians say you're still in the mix? Yeah, 
Of yeah. course he did because he's a quarterback. But the minute they made Jameis Winston a free agent, the minute they did not franchise that man, okay, yeah. that's pretty much the signal that, yeah, I think maybe you want to take care of yourself and look for a better look for a job because I got to be honest with you. I mean, if you know, if they tell me to stop writing stories about the Bucks and they start bringing in people that are NFL writers, I might get a little nervous and and start wondering, you know, whether they want me back or not. Despite what they say, I can't believe for a minute yeah. that this guy and his representatives, because because I know them, um, didn't read the tea leaves. What I heard early on, however, before the franchise tag. Was that Jameis Winston wanted somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty-seven to thirty million dollars, and I gave Joel Siegel every opportunity to dispute that, and no one ever responded to me. Yeah. And the Bucks were of the belief that he wanted a lot of money. Now I'm not saying had he come down on his price that 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 they would have taken him over Tom Brady because I don't think that's true. Um, you know, they, their target was Tom Brady if he shook loose, and obviously Tom Brady's target was the Bucks for yeah. for longer than we can probably ever know. And so, you know, there, there's no, I guess there's no harm in being replaced by the greatest of all time, but that's not why they replaced you. They replaced you because in five years you didn't win enough games and you turned the ball over too much. So, um, you know, was he in the mix? Yeah, but now now he's in New Orleans. So, yeah, I, I just, I go back and forth. I mean, it's amazing to me sort of the revisionist history, and I don't know if it's coming from family or not. Look, I... I, I'll say this: the Bucks have a long history of their quarterbacks coming back and haunting them. <laughs> and That's true. <laughs> could there could there be a worse scenario, as John Romano wrote, you know, than a guy in the NFC South who may take over from Brady and play the next ten years, right? When your guy, what two, two, maybe three, right? That might be all you get out of Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, you're right. But if you win a Super Bowl, who really gives a damn? Who cares? I, there you go. That's Brady the answer. Super Bowl. I don't care what Jameis Winston does. If I'm a Bucks fan, that's the way I would look at it. I got accused of being a fan today. That was fun. Um, <laughs> really? I got, got accused of being a Bucks Homer fan because <laughs> I am whatever opinion that I formed off of facts that I had read or heard from people like you and other respected Bucks reporters who I'm friends with. Um, I was just a fan and I, Oh Lord, how did this person put it? Oh, I will. Anyways, it was very, it was just very much like, you know, your opinion doesn't matter as much as mine was what it was basically told to me because this person knew everything that was going on and I didn't. So I'm just a fan. So it was very interesting the way some of these some of these people on Twitter decide to come at us, and uh, it just it, it just it, it, I'm done with the blood boiling because it's so comical now, you know. Yeah. It's just so comical the way. Well, they, they draw all... you out. I mean, you you engage them as much or a lot more than I do at times, I'm but sometimes it's people, hard to ignore. Rick, you know, I try. You know, I, I try my <laughs> hardest. You know, I. But there's there's limits, man. It's it's getting to a point where it's there's limits on a few things, you know. But I've always remembered I was, you know, and you remember this. We're all fans. We're all athletes. We all grow up wanting to be, you know. I don't think I've ever. I mean, I knew from a very young age I wanted to do this, but we all grow up wanting to hit the big home run or the touchdown or whatever. And you know, I was. Oh, I did that, Chris. I want I want you to know I did all of that. Arkansas State. Yeah, I know. Not at a professional level. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but it's like, you know, you want to try and – and I see you engaging a lot with fans. It's like 
you want to give fans a, to really feel like, hey, like I do see that you are tweeting at me. I do see. No, it's response. important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but then every once in a while, you kind of like, I really don't like you. Like, like you just want to <laughs> say to the person, I don't, I don't like you. Like, I really. They have just, this 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 button that you hit. It's called block. Yeah, no, <laughs> and then you no longer like, have to see their tweets or mute. For example, yeah. you could do that as well. I don't know. The Jameis Winston story will will always now it's going to be with us at least for another year until we see the, the you know how it turns out in in New Orleans. And look, I'm generally I think the guy has talent. I think he has gobs of talent, and I think he works hard as hell at it. And he knows what his problem is. He has to protect the football better. He's going to go to New Orleans, and he's going to get an up close and personal look at what the quarterback position is which is, you know, taking care of the football and how you win games. And he's going to get a bird's eye view of that. He's going to be right there to see how the best in the world wins games and doesn't put his team in position to lose games. I mean, Drew Brees has lost games, but he hasn't been the reason most times that the Saints have lost. And that will be the case next year. You'll have to beat the Saints. You won't be able to just beat Drew Brees, and he's not going to give it to you. And so those lessons could carry with him a long, long way, and so will Sean Payton's coaching, et cetera. So I truly think the guy could have another 10, 12-year career in front. I think somebody said, I think it was Ian Rappaport, who I respect like crazy. Rappaport had this report that sounded like it came maybe from the family. Like, you know, this was never about money. Eh, (laughs) Let me assure you, when they say it's not about money, it's about money. This is a professional sports. The yeah. only, the really only scorecard you have for the most part is how much you're getting paid, you know, and they pay the best in the world the most money. And so, you know, I don't know what he's going to ultimately end up contractually, but it's not going to be anywhere near the $21 million he made, maybe a third of that. I'm glad he's resetting his career because he needs that and it's a good place to do it. What I wonder is whether he'll play and then I wonder if it doesn't, if that'll be enough, you know, can he do enough to convince New Orleans to keep him number one, uh, or will he get the opportunity that Ryan Tannehill or that uh, Teddy Bridgewater got? We won't know, but it's going to be damn interesting twice a year next year. You thought Brady and uh, Brady and Breeze is a good matchup, and it's unbelievable. What if yeah. there's a Winston Brady matchup? From the other side. Oh, oh boy. Um, I, I think. I think. I think what would happen is exactly what happened the last time they met. Brady's team mm-hmm. wins, mm-hmm. so maybe, maybe Winston performs the you know well like he did the last time. Um, right. But it's still, right down the last throw. Brady's still Brady's neighborhood, so yeah. um, you know you know I think <laughs> it is it, now. <laughs> yeah, that's no, true. It is now. It's Tampa Bay, so uh, he just, you know, it's Brady's world. But we're all paying rent to Derek Jeter. Oh, so. oh, we're. We're paying rent. He's TMZ Tom. If I see one more story, it's, you know, I had somebody, and I'll wrap wrap it up on this, but I had somebody tell me, this is true, this franchise, the Tampa Bay Bucks, when they were really good, it was their defense. Their defense were the stars, right? Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, right? Simeon Rice. And, and, you know, they got Brad Johnson came in here and did a nice job and had a sensational year. And he did just enough, right? They won a Super Bowl. But it was never about the offense. And when they've had quarterbacks like Steve Young or Doug Williams or Benny Testaverde or Trent Dilfer or whatever, they didn't win here. But what they've never had that other teams in the NFL have are the real 
celebrity quarterbacks, right? Those guys that are Super Bowl winners. Eli Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, right? Tom Brady. This town is going to realize how much fun it can be when when those kind of guys are under center for your team, right? Even yeah. when Peyton Manning went to Denver with with whatever he had left in his bad neck and all the shoulder and everything, it was still a rush for the Denver Broncos and for their fan base. And of course, they went to two Super Bowls and won one. But I yeah. I think you can feel it, right, Chris? You can feel the. Oh, the, yeah. the sort of energy that that generates, right? Every time something is posted on Instagram, it's it's a there's a little shockwave that goes. Yeah, and I think it, it it's funny, you know, like it's funny because like you know your friends and colleagues will send you stuff, and you know, or like you know, or we have mm-hmm. different producers who will be like, oh, like Tom Brady did this today, or Tom Brady did that, and it's fun because growing up in New England and kind of mm. being involved up there with this a little bit. Mm. It's like, oh, it's like breaking news. Tom Brady stepped on the field with his left foot today, not the right <laughs> foot, his left foot. And um, and it's it's stuff like that, though. It's it's pretty, like, it's comical. You know, it gets to a point where you're almost like, okay, what are we really reporting on? But like you said, that's the other side of it. I mean, he, this is like Elvis. You know, this is, is. this is like it one is. of those ones. It's true. It's like, oh, my God, like you're fun. It's like it's like you ever seen what is it bye bye birdie you know where like mm-hmm. the guy just shakes his hips and the girls all fall over you know it's that's exactly what it is it's <laughs> it's tom brady it's... walks down the street and everyone is like in awe of him you know so that's the way it's going to be and it's going to be fun and let's get to let's let's pray for training camp let's pray for games let's pray that fans at some point can get in there because it is. It's going to be a lot of fun. The energy is going to be different. The energy is already different. And thank God for Tom Brady and the Bucks and their new uniforms and Rob Gronkowski because they have helped this entire area deal with this entire situation. We have had hope because of this whole thing. It's given people something to look forward to. So whenever you get a chance, if you do get to meet Tom Brady, he doesn't need you to buy a drink for him. But, Lord, try and buy, whether it's a protein shake or a wheatgrass juice, <laughs> buy it for him. And just say thank you. Because I think so, a lot. So there are a lot of sports fans out there who needed his story, who needed him a lot during this time. Hey, you know, I just can't get enough of Chris Torello. So we're going to have him back tomorrow as well. Only this time we're going to talk a little draft and how did the Bucks pull off that trade with San Francisco to give him a chance to draft Iowa tackle Tristan Wirfs. We'll talk NFL draft and a lot more with Chris Torello again tomorrow right here on Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Steve Bursting, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.